0: We're all human, right? we're all imperfect, so our love is always gonna be imperfect, but all love is made perfect in Christ. If we give him our love for our families and for our spouses, no matter how imperfect it is, it is always made perfect in him and he will always transform that to be what our spouses and our children need. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your
1: other co-host. You know what? Sit however you want, get comfortable, hide under a blanket if you want to, but join us as we talk, laugh, and sometimes cry about our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our
0: everyday lives. Speaking of blankets. Yeah. I bought one of my kids one of those giant blankets that looks like a tortilla for Christmas. I see those all the time. And I thought it was going to be funny. Yeah, not. But now we all fight over it because, like, who doesn't want to be rolled That's up like a so burrito?
1: Funny. It's funny that you say that because I do that to my kids. I did that once when the kid was just like rolling around on the floor. I'm like, hey, lay on the blanket here. And like, As he was rolling, I took the blanket (laughs) with him. But now it's like this thing where it's like, "Mama, make me a burrito." Yes. And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "No, make me a burrito." Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's something so
0: comforting about it is surrounded by all that warmth and
1: I don't I don't think any of them actually liked being swaddled as babies though, so that's
0: fascinating. (laughs) So now you (laughs) swaddle them and they're like ten. It's fine, (laughs) basically. (laughs) I
1: don't know. I have I have no idea, but blankets are um, a hot commodity in our Mm -hmm. house. Yes. Same. Do you have, like, a collection of Mm -hmm. like? I do, too. We have a lot. And, like, every kid sleeps with, like, two or three on them. I'm like, do I just need to bite the bullet and get them a weighted blanket? Mm. Because my oldest, I swear, sleeps with, like, six. Mm. And they all have meaning. Mm -hmm. There's the one her buddy got her. There's the one her grandpa gave her when she was a baby. There's the one that is the one I designed. And so, and then... So So it's not even like like a weight. It's like the
0: emotional connection to the blanket.
1: Something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But she can't travel without like all of them. So
0: she's like Linus times six. Oh, yes. It's the comfort thing. It is. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) Blanket. Sorry for that conversation. Yeah. No, no, no. Totally. So. So... Oh yeah! Ooh, unison.
1: <laughs> oh. Valentine's My houses that would coming. have started like an infinite jinx. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't I don't Why think we have time James for that. <laughs> Separate thing. Okay. Yes, Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's it's Day. It's almost here. It is almost here. Are you uh, are you
0: guys big Valentine's Day celebrators? I am not a Valentine's Day celebrator. No. We aren't either. Mm. Um I mean, I've said before that we we love celebrating all of our feast days with food. Absolutely. Our food is a very important way to celebrate lots of things in our house. Yeah. So I did actually send my husband a meat flower for Valentine's Day one year. How how does that work? I well, charcuterie is very popular as you fair know. Fair enough, an adult lunchable. Yes, adult lunchables, and and he loves them. And it, it actually started during COVID. Um, during COVID Easter, we decided that we were going to have charcuterie for our Easter kind of daytime. So we're, Seems like, fair. We could go to church. Yeah. So we watched mass on television, and then we you know we celebrate Easter, and we ha- we ordered in a big charcuterie board from a local or organ- uh, local business, and they delivered it you know with a mask on and everything in a bag wrapped in saran wrap. And we just snacked on that all day, and the kids thought that was just, like, the most marvelous thing ever, so... It's very Valentine's. European. <laughs> it's very European. Yeah, snacking all day. Right. And so when Valentine's Day rolled around, I called her up and I said, hey, would you, would, have you ever made like a little mini charcuterie as a valentine? And she was like, yeah, totally. So I had a little meat flour delivered to my husband. It was like prosciutto and salami and some cheese. Okay, that sounds amazing. I would eat that. Yeah, yeah. His 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 fellow male co-workers were all very jealous. They were like, man, how do I get my wife to send me one of those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Making all the wives look bad. I don't know, so, Nicole.
0: Yeah, so like I know we, I say we don't yes. do Valentine's Day, but I guess we do kind of, we, we do like to have, have a moment of like, sure. what if everyone else is expressing yeah. love right now? Let's... Well, and it's, you know, it's always a good time to express our love. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are approaching the memorial of St. Cyril Methodius, or as some of you regulars call it, Valentine's Day. And I think it's a great time to talk about what we mean when we say love. What is Love what is love such a big question are you gonna start singing i was <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i stopped myself because you you know me <laughs> i have a song for I everything. i thought it was
0: gonna happen <laughs> i did not record it I have that beat happening in the back of my head and i can't escape <laughs> oh, it. I'm, I'm
1: so sorry <laughs> but when we're talking about love you know we're not talking about hollywood love as my kids say romance mm. i mean certainly that's an element of it but we're not talking about i'm going to reference beauty and the beast here for a second yeah what Cogsworth is talking about when Beast asks how to show love to Belle, it's not flowers, candy, and promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, it's not that trite, happy. Go,
0: I'm not sure, but it's not. It's like not it's that not just love. the feeling, right? Right? Like it's not, it's not just the feeling yes. of affection. Right. And like wanting to be close to someone. There's a lot more to it than that. It's not the puppy. It's not puppy love. Mm, Yes. Oh, puppy love. Yes.
1: Right. So we're looking at when we're talking about love from a Christian context, as we're talking about love in our families, we're looking at that agape love, that self-giving, self-sacrificial love, because of course we are trying to model our lives after Jesus. And well, we know
0: Jesus's love is completely sacrificial. Yes, yes. And you know, it's funny you say that because my husband and I, uh, we help with marriage preparation at our home parish and we're in the process of mentoring a couple who are, are getting ready to get married in the spring. And we started talking and praying on like, what what are the things that we really want to convey? You know, what's our message, mm. our central message to them as they approach the sacrament? And and the first thing that came to both of us was this idea of like, we always say, you'll you hear it over and over again in like all the marriage preparation. Materials that are mm-hmm. out there nowadays. Like, it's part of marriage is willingness to, like, die to self, you yeah. know, it's self gift, sac- sacrificial love. And, and my husband was like, You know, I don't think I ever realized when we were coming through marriage preparation ourselves, when they say you need to be prepared to die to yourself, that they were not. Joking around, right? <laughs> they were, and and really, like not even on like a literal level, obviously, Mm-mm. right? Like it's so easy to say something like, "I would die for you," I'd take a bullet for you, right? But it's a totally different thing to be living in that moment, right then, where you're like, "And now I am going to clean up this blowout diaper for you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in the back of church yeah. because you are chasing a toddler around yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday morning when I'd rather be in bed, like absolutely." <laughs> and I don't think that you can. I don't think that you can. In any
1: way, adequately prepare for that until you were in that moment. Yeah. It is, I think it's a trial by fire kind of thing. Yeah. You can wrap your head around it, but until you were actually in that situation where you have to choose, mm-hmm. am I going to like pretend I didn't see that and walk away? Or am I going to give up whatever it was I was working on, whatever it was I wanted to do,
0: and take care of that in the moment? Sure. Sure. And, and I mean, that's not to say that um, we all don't see something wonderful about what our future spouses could do oh, for us yeah, or no, what we no, no, could no. do for them i mean no. definitely like there's a lot of of components to like determining discerning if marriage is what you're being called to mm-hmm. but i think we do definitely romanticize the idea yeah. of what love within marriage can look like sure. in the life you're living at that moment or we don't understand the depth of difficulty
1: that mm-hmm. dying to self really involves. Like, I never knew how selfish I was yeah.
0: until I got married, and and had like children. how counter, counterintuitive it is to like your just internal desire to like survive and right, thrive, you know? right, yeah, right. Like, I would never
1: have before marriage and children categorized myself as a selfish person,
0: mm-hmm. but after marriage and children, oh, it's definitely a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, like, that desire of, like, self-preservation, mm-hmm. even. And and some of that is, is like, warranted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, some of that is, like, I still wanna have my own personhood sure. and my own identity outside of being a parent or outside of being a wife, but then the other part of that is, like, the guilt that comes when mm-hmm. you defend it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did I do that wrong? And so, like, I definitely wanna acknowledge that the experience of being married, of being a parent, is unique to every relationship. Yeah. We are not in the business of assuming that we know anything about oh, no, any of all. your situations or making any type of assessment about your health. But what we're really talking about today is like in in a, a healthy relationship, in a healthy family, striving to really do this well, to yeah. live liturgically on mm-hmm. some level to be Christian in a way that really preaches the gospel to the world, just like we're called to do. Like what are the challenges with this? And also how do we live it in a way that makes sense for us and that really stays with our children?
1: Right, and I think so often, going back to the way that the world even presents marriage, that it's just a celebration of love when as a sacrament, we know that really three become one, two become united in Christ, but it's a sacrament of service. Mm. So our marriage isn't just for us, and maybe we've talked about this already, but it is a sign to the world of God's love for them. Mm. And what is God's love but Jesus? Yeah. And, you know, like you were saying, I want to be sensitive that there are a lot of our friends and family have had not the best experience with their marriages for whatever reason, you know, even coming in with the best effort and intention. There are marriages that come to an end because we live in a broken world and we are broken people. And again, it's just... It's a painful thing, yeah. And so I know that this topic can be painful, and I wanted to acknowledge mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. But that that sense of love, yeah, um, being something that we give of ourselves, I think that's universal, even mm-hmm. outside of marriage, right? Definitely, we do yeah. that for our children and, and to our other family members too. So, right. so we can be thinking about this on multiple levels at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the other
1: part of that is that it does. Even even a marital love doesn't exist outside of a larger family context. Yeah. Whether that's blood relative or friends or parish community or the neighborhood that you're in, Mm -hmm. that's part of it being a sacrament of service is that it exists within a community. Yes. Yes. Amen. And you know, Tim and I talk about this all the time that our situation is just such that we don't have a lot of older married relatives that can witness to us what that is. Yeah. And so we've kind of created our own, mm-hmm. and certainly there's wisdom in the relatives that we do have, uh, but how important that is to have a, a community that is multi generational or in- intergenerational. Yes. To be able to provide support and grow and challenge and, give that self-sacrificial love maybe when we're having a struggle in our own marriage to be filled up by those that are around us
0: yeah you know that's Lifted up and that's one of the things i really love about these newer models of marriage preparation is like really connecting different couples with couples who've already kind of been there Mm -hmm. so to speak um i think i did have a a short period of mourning when i realized that we were the older couple who had (laughs) been there
1: because we get asked to do this all the time and we're like what are you we talking about? You don't know what we're doing. We just got we just got
0: married. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> also, we're we're lost too. Now. I know. Chris, do you want the blind leading the blind? But it but right. it is like that nice kind of like yeah, pyramid or hierarchy where like we definitely do have other couples around us who we look to for yeah. support and advice about raising our older kids now. Yeah. A spe- oh my gosh, especially with teenagers in the mm-hmm. house, um, and then like us being able to support those younger generations as well. So yeah, I, I do love that about mm-hmm. this newer idea of like mentoring and community. Well, and I think not taking for granted because we live in a broken
1: world and especially in this culture where we're so isolated from our families and people don't live by their families anymore. Yeah. That a lot of times we're throwing young couples into a completely isolated situation and a dying to self and kind of creating this new family and going through those struggles alone. And that can be really, really isolating. Yeah. And and then like one day you wake up and you're like, who who is that person? Right. Or who am I? Yeah. 'Cause I don't recognize mm-hmm. me now. I am not the same person I was before I was. Oh my was gosh, married. is anybody the no same? yeah. No. I remember when we first got married I had an older a little bit older woman come up and she was like, I just need you to know that it's perfectly normal to wake up and go, What did I just do? because they're in your space all the time.
0: <laughs> that's such a gift, though. that, right? said that. I mean, now looking back at it, but at the moment, you're probably like, what is this I lady? I'm, I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, what a gift for her to say right? that because she was probably thinking to herself, like, this is something I wish someone had right? told me. That there's nothing wrong with your marriage, that's normal.
1: Oh, my gosh. Especially because we got married a little later. And, yeah. <laughs> so it is okay to be annoyed with your spouse. That's normal.
0: yeah. So it's just figuring out how to love them through that. But we're so uh, attached to the image that's upheld mm-hmm. like in the media and mm-hmm. in movies and Beauty and the Beast yes, <laughs> about what love is supposed to look like. Right, but even going back to Beauty
1: and the Beast, and I think this is where the transformation really happens, and it's what we're called to do. So there's the moment where the Beast rightfully ignores Cogsworth, does not offer Belle flowers, candy, and promises he doesn't intend to keep. <laughs> but he really notices what it is that brings her to life, and it's the books and that gorgeous library that he ends up giving her, which I'm jealous of, but again, (laughs) a story for another day. But it's that kind of life-giving love that we are called to, whether it's our marriage, whether it's our children, our friendships, that is the kind of look to really recognize what brings someone to life. And then even further on in the movie, I'm not plugging the movie, but it really (laughs) is kind of a nice progression of that self-sacrificial love, because in the end, when Belle's father is sick, and if he lets her go, the curse remains. Mm -hmm. He realizes that he loves her enough that he has to let her go for her good. Mm. Yes. So, and And sacrifices his
0: own... Yeah salvation in some sense. Yeah, and that really Perhaps. connects to what we talked about last week about the importance of really understanding the gifts that each of us are given, the mm-hmm. love languages that we have. Um, because if we understand that about our spouses and about ourselves, that really reveals to us where we can step out of our own comfort, right? where we can step out of our own desire and speak love to our spouses in a way that's meaningful to them too. Yeah, definitely. And I know we don't do this perfectly, but we do try.
1: And it's such a gift to our children to see that as they grow and develop relationships of their own, like, what it looks like Mm -hmm. to be attentive to the needs and the way that your spouse or your partner is created. Mm. The things that make them laugh, the things that annoy them, you know? Yeah. Not to be used as a weapon when you want to annoy them. (laughs) 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 However, (laughs) right? (laughs) But what it means to sacrifice our own desires for the love of the other person, that it isn't always about us and getting what we want, but that sometimes we have to put our own desires aside in a healthy way and allow the other person to flourish
0: and to come alive. You know, that makes me think of this, this tension that I think we have as parents, especially when our kids... Um, start getting older and they have like friends over Mm -hmm. and they're you know socializing more so like when we get out of the dark ages of toddlerhood (laughs) is really the best way I can think of to describe (laughs) it and like now our kids have friends and and you know and we're navigating things like okay like what are the house rules Mm. you know um you know what are our rules around like using watching television or video games or like when they get really older like what's their curfew things like that Mm -hmm. and how often um We have parents who get really stressed because they don't agree Mm -hmm. on how they're gonna do that, Mm -hmm. you know, how they're gonna parent this one particular stage or this particular circumstance. And just like everything else in Christian life, it has to be an ongoing act of discernment together to determine, as parents, like, how do we wanna come across, like, when do we wanna come across as a united front that we're both gonna unite and be like, no, firm, hard stop, we're not allowing this thing, whatever it is, versus, like, when are we going to show our kids and and demonstrate to them what happens when we don't agree but we're willing to come to a compromise when we're willing to decide what's going to be the best situation or the best way to approach the situation mm-hmm. right now right. even though it might not be ideal like when do we want to let our kids see that we disagreed yeah. and that we came to this because we definitely want to model both right because they need to see disagreement they in need a healthy to see way healthy. yep you yeah, know healthy absolutely. conflict resolution mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah yeah. And that sometimes it's okay to change our minds. Like we tried this, but mm. now it's not quite producing what we hoped it would. Mm. Like there's too much stress or we're just waving that white flag of surrender <laughs> <laughs> because you have worn us out. No, no, never <laughs> surrender. <laughs> surrender. Never surrender. No, but truly to be able to see that you don't have to dig your heels in. Yeah. That part of love is kind of this, it's a dance. Mm. It's a ebb and a flow and it doesn't have to be this hard and fast, this is how we do the thing. Like like when you
0: don't have kids and you make a plan for how you're going to parent your children. And then God gives you completely different children because he, he likes to laugh when you plan things. Yes, or like it worked for the first two. Oh, yeah. But then that third one, I'm not, this is not personal in any way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But then that third one, you're just like, what? Right. Is happening? This, this is not how the other ones did this, no. and I don't know what to do with that. Right, but even like even within the
1: family, like how we love changes based on the circumstances of our lives. Like illnesses happen, finances tank, we lose our jobs, we lose our homes, you know, things happen. And so it's so important to build our muscles and how to love one another simply without all the bells and whistles. Cause that can be an invaluable strength to have when we're in those valley places to know what we can like, just focus in on
0: yes that muscle memory right Right. like i know like you want that thing that you fall back on that that go to when you're in a moment of like crisis or loss or whatever it is like that thing you fall back on you want that to be solid so you really have to lay that foundation well and then at the end of the day i've been praying about
1: this a lot one might say um and as i was praying about this because you know Dying to self is hard. Yes. Dying to self is hard. And so as I was praying about it, the Holy Spirit really put on on my heart this prayer, which was give me the supernatural grace to love them well. Oh. So it was humbling and encouraging all at once. Cause it was like, lady, you cannot do this on your own. Do not try this on we your own power. We need that supernatural yeah. grace. We need it. Is it is my love you are sharing with yes. them. Yes. They are mine. Like that's the other part. Like all of them, none of them belong to you as much as you think they do. Mm-hmm. They all belong to me. Mm-hmm. And, so, and we're all
0: human. Right. We're all imperfect. Right. So our love is always going to be imperfect, but all love is made perfect in Christ. If Amen. we give him our love for our families and for our spouses, no matter how imperfect it is, it is always made perfect in him, and he will always transform that to be what our spouses and our children need.
1: Amen. Um, oh. So what's our takeaway? Do we have one?
0: I don't know. Viewing of Beauty and the Beast with some popcorn and blankets, maybe will, six or seven. I will not be no? participating in that. I mean, I will definitely roll up at a burrito blanket, but I will not be watching <laughs> no, Beauty, Beauty and, and the, and the Beast. Beast. Yeah, we will not be doing that either.
1: <laughs> no, I... Th- I think as, as I'm reflecting on, on what God has shared through this, it's maybe just making a priority to
0: ask God
1: how it is that the people in our lives need to be loved mm. and to give us the strength to do it.
0: I was just going to say, you really need to be open to what he says, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes we ask yeah, and then the answer we get, we're like, okay, but anything but that
1: one. How about <laughs> chocolates, flowers, and promises we won't keep? <laughs> That's what I've got to offer Couldn't you today. I just take her to the library.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. yeah, openness and openness and mm-hmm. openness. And like, what what what's your will for for the love mm-hmm. your love, right that that you have asked me and privileged me mm-hmm. to share with my family, right? Oh, friends. Hmm. Mm. so on on that note,
1: another little thing that I've started doing, maybe this is something that, another parent might be inspired to do as well for oh, Valentine's Day. a crafty day. idea? It's sort of crafty, but it's more just like putting post-it notes up on their doors with like how you love them or like oh. what you love about them, especially for Valentine's Day it. and maybe for Love Month or whatever. But the other day I wrote a little note in their lunch boxes. And my oldest came home and she was like, "Mom, you love me more than coffee." <laughs> and she was just like elated. And I'm like, "I never get that kind of response from her." So we forget just how those little things—what
0: a gift—can. Yes, and that was not share. that was not as crafty as I thought you were no. going to go. So thank you, <laughs> no. thank you for keeping that simple with something Super that like, I have in yeah. my house right now. Yeah, but can be really thoughtful and meaningful. Thank you, and thank all of you for listening today to be on Sunday. We hope this week ahead is filled with moments that remind you that you and your families are known, seen, and loved so deeply. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.